You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Funkaholics Podcast. The podcast that is raw and unedited. You guessed it, we're back on that Cobra Kai. Talking the second half of season three. Daniel's back from his trip. Amanda has a restraining order filed against her. Hot questions his actions. Sensei Lawrence and Miguel get to work. Ali's Ali gets likes she can see. We've got a lot going on in this one. I am your host, Nando T. And today I brought back some of Cobra Kai's worst. <laughs> I've got Angela and Jake back Yep, what's up? Represent Cobra Kai. Strike fast, strike hard. Hello, Funkaholics. Hello, Funkaholics. And me representing Miyagi-Do. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? Uh, Not much, you know. Chilling here with you on a Monday night. Okay. Ready to talk talk some good programming. There we go. There we go. Angela, what's new with you? What's going on? I'm a little sad the second half of Cobra Kai because we don't have obviously Chosen and Komiko in it. Like you said, Danny LaRusso comes back and he he comes uh, bearing gifts. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, without further ado, how do we get things started here at the Funkaholics podcast? Do our salute. Okay, yeah, thank you. True. Someone that's someone brought their A game today. Jesus. <laughs> I was about to fucking cut you guys off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without further ado, I cheers. Cheers. Salute. Cheers to you guys to another great episode. Mm-hmm. Salute. Angela, talk to me. What's going on? What do we got? I went a little fancy today. Uh oh. I decided to go with uh, some vodka and cranberry juice. Ooh. It's not a bad choice. Excellent choice. Fancy, fancy. It's the healthiest of, of mixed drinks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was counting the calories. <laughs> cranberry Ocean Spray Light, by the way. There it is. <laughs> yeah, Jake's even getting fancy over here, too. It looks yeah, like he's got a... I, I stepped it up from the smart water to Fiji, and then I got the... Awesome tasting, which also mixes good with alcohol, is the Red Edition Red Bull, the watermelon. That stuff is addictive. Very nice. Very oh nice. Oh, my gosh. Fancies. And I will agree with the watermelon Red Bull because that's exactly what I'm that's drinking right. right now with a shot of vodka. This can't beat it. It's delicious. Hey. Liquid candy. It's a vodka kind of night. There we go. There we go. All right. So, ah, how do I say this nicely? I can't. <laughs> Fuck it. We don't hold nothing back here. Um, we got some PC news and uh, sorry ass rider trying to claim her fame yep. riding the Cobra Kai coattail. Um, Jen Yamato. Yeah, I never heard that person before. Yeah, fuck her. It's just one of those social justice worries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't let people just enjoy a program. Exactly. Oh, I, um, Oh, I give her the the George Lopez FTP. <laughs> Fuck that puta. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> Dude, I, I was heated, man. When you tech, when I saw that message come through and I read the article, I was just like, "Fuck, man, is that the kind of world we're in right now?" Dude, it's so it's so bad. Like, I mean, seriously, why is that even fucking necessary to write that article on a show that a, so many people love? Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't even really make sense. There's a, so it's, you know, even if you wanted to dissect it, I mean, it's somebody just trying to, I don't know, try to catch some flame off of something that's hyped right now and that's really, really popular. And, you know, it's, it's right. part of that whole cancel culture bullshit. And it's just, it ain't cool, man. Exactly. Absolutely. Angela, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, when you sent me that, I was, I was pretty heated. I think it was even hard for me to even pass um, my words together as I was texting them to you because I think I believe that this show has done really well about bringing all types of cultures from all uh, and I think one of the texts that I even sent you I said you know they even have a full on family who's nothing but Spanish and they have um, you know like a, a, what do you call it um, subtitles you know, they didn't even force the family to speak English. They, you know, they they accommodate it for all cultures. And I, I was I was really heated about that. But I think you're right. I think it's just somebody that's just trying to stir up the pot to make a name for themselves. Um, if you're going to, you know, make people agree or disagree or, you know, kind of like now we're we're talking about the article and they and she got what she wanted. Yeah. She absolutely did, and uh, shout out to uh, to Miguel, not the one from Cobra Kai. Uh, Miguel, that is a guest on the Funkaholics podcast. He's the one that uh, turned that over to me, and um, he had a lot of heartfelt words. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it was rapid fire. I've never uh, seen someone pop such long paragraph text messages through so fast. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty pissed off so i was like oh you know what i'm gonna share the love so yeah um i i got through maybe like a quarter of it and my blood was already boiling so i was like and then i even pulled her up on twitter and i was like you know what i'm gonna make a comment and i'm like nah you know what i'm not gonna feed into that cobra kai is such a great show that it's gonna get it's gonna catch heat no matter right. what. You know what I mean? That's what happens when you're a great show. You get love and you get hate. Right. The hate comes because of all the love and the attention that it's getting. So, you know what? Jin, Yamato, whatever. Um, best of luck to you and all your bullshit writing. So, we're going to move on from that. We're going to get this podcast going and we're going to start off on a happier note. Um, we're going to break down episodes 6 through 10. We're going to get a discussion going and... Uh, just break down each episode. So in episode number six, it's titled King Cobra. Miguel teaches Johnny how to write the perfect social media response. Chris does some scouting. Daniel and Amanda try shutting down Cobra Kai. Chris has a flashback. Miguel gives some tough love while standing. Sure. What do you guys think of King Cobra? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it, was, it was pretty, I mean, it, it brought the story back from, you know, without a, uh, a skipping a beat from coming back from, you know, Japan and, and checking all that stuff out and, you know, didn't get away from the problems. They were still there, but, you know, they tried to play smart, you know, uh, like you said, 
Uh, but it turns out that, you know, Kreese seems to be one step ahead of these people and is just really, um, he seems to be prepared for every kind of outcome that these, you know, Mr. LaRusso and all them have for him. So Right. Absolutely. Angela, what did you pull from this episode? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of the things that Jake uh, was saying was, you know, really spot on. You know, he, he ends up coming back from Okinawa and he realizes that things haven't changed um, not that they've gone worse, but you know, they're, they're definitely not for the better. Um, I think that, uh, Amanda tried to take care of a lot of it on her own, but as we all know, she, <laughs> she gets a restraining order on her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of made it a little worse for herself, but it really opened her eyes to realize what kind of person that they're really dealing with. Cause you know, this delusional man that is just playing with kids' lives, pretty playing with everybody's lives, um, isn't going to go away. And, and, and he keeps, you know, digging his claws on any kid that, that he can get. Um, especially as, as we see later on, um, a lot of the kids that were already in troubled situations, those are the ones that he's, you know, trying to mentally overpower. But I think that, um, a, a lot of what we see is, is kind of like, um, like, I mean, obviously at the beginning of the episode, we see that, uh, Johnny is reading the, the message from Allie, you know, from the Facebook message and how she ends up replying back and, and he's kind of happy, but it just, it just, it does not get better from there. <laughs> it does not get better from there. I think probably the are watching Johnny, training Miguel trying to trying to get him <laughs> literally back on his feet <laughs> right yeah um, turning his shoes on fire calling him hot wheels <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love that nickname that he fucking gave him yep. um my other favorite part from there is where he's telling Miguel, don't go anywhere and he's all ha, i said don't go anywhere yeah yeah <laughs> so there's yeah, that's funny and he's like you know um i i don't know if you could grease me up and he's like i am not gonna yeah you up. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of awkwardness going on in there miguel's yeah. kind of a little uncomfortable we definitely yeah we definitely feel that and see that in uh in the second half of season three when he's going to set up all those photos and stuff you know the profile pictures and then that was that was cringy but the man i loved it was freaking hilarious right right so um actually you brought up an interesting point that i wanted to talk about and touch base on um you mentioned crease playing with people's lives and you know this dude's still stuck in the war you know what i mean he never left and what do you think like you got to be a pretty big piece of shit or delusional or one you know like like we said you know stuck in the stuck in the war but i mean with this dude playing with people's lives and not giving a shit you know what i mean especially when it comes to kids like what does that really say about crease man like you know this this dude is something else yeah he needs help he needs i mean and i don't even think help as in hey let's try to be friends i think like in an institution with a straitjacket, he he's I I can't even say it's PTSD because he's 
he's so conniving right. that it's scary how conniving he is. Um, and we'll talk about it later on in the episode because there's one thing that he does that really breaks these kids um, closer to the end. And you could see it in Tori and Robbie's face because he knows exactly how to, um, like, what buttons to push. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you know that one right on the right on the coffin. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Some of the other things that I, you know, that I, um, you know, that I noticed or, you know, that that made me wonder, you know, because we we dissect these episodes and, you know, we get into them. And why is it that none of the fucking parents from the kids that are in Cobra Kai are questioning Kreese's methods? I mean, that's, that's, um, I think that's part of his, the, the, the attraction. It seems like these people, these kids, they don't have that parental structure, right? So that's why it's so easily, he's like, you know, maybe all adults have told him like, you guys are bad or you're not doing right. So, and he's embracing what they're doing wrong and trying to amplify it. So I think he's definitely, uh, playing that, right. He's a real sociopath and it's just, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just, he's just really playing them like a violin, man. It's yeah. just really crazy how he's doing it. So, I mean, if the parents aren't, and aren't around, he's going to be the one they're drawn to. So Right. The conductor to the symphony. You got it. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I think, you know, when you have the kids' parents that are either busy doing their own, like Tori's mom, for example, that she's so sick and bedridden she can't interfere or but like Robbie's parents, you know, uh, John, Johnny is over here trying to deal with his own situation and trying to help. But Crease is Crease has the upper hand and his mom is in a drug. not going to interfere. Um, I think even, I think Hawk's mom is a single mom as well. Isn't she? Cause I don't think they ever mentioned his dad. They never showed the father. They just showed the mom. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, if she's a single mom and she's, you know, at this point, probably happy that he can defend himself and has, you know, became um, self-sufficient and independent than being bullied all the time and her son coming home crying. So she probably doesn't see the the full effect of what Chris has done. And I'm sure Hawk hasn't express any of that to her you gotta think though that something's raising her eyebrows right because i mean the fucking kid walks in with a mohawk (laughs) he's got a (laughs) tattoo on his back and a tattoo on his chest you know he's walking around like billy badass you know you you kind of gotta wonder what the fuck is going on with your kid yeah it seems like they're never home they're always they're always somewhere else or 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 something but you know like you said who knows you know absentee parents you never really know what they got it up to, but you're right. Like, you know, especially after, um, you know, the big showdown in, in, in last season, the big fight at the school. I mean, somebody had to know some parents, you know, that's just doesn't add up. But. Right. And I think a lot of them are just blind. Cause you're right, Jake, they had that big PTA meeting and obviously there's a lot of parents there, but they're all blaming the LaRusso. So <laughs> <all> <laughs> that's like, true. Hey, it's not my kid. It's your kid. Your kid started it. <laughs> right <laughs> very true very true so with with uh let's move on to episode two which is 
Obstaculos. I don't know if I said that right, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Daniel spends time with Sam. Johnny tries to create a new dojo. Name needs some work. Needs a lot of work. Needs a lot of work. Uh, Miguel's return to school came with some surprises. Johnny finds his dojo. Sam gives a confession. Cobra Kai strikes again. We get a reference to Karate Kid 2. We do. Or actually, was no, no three. three. I'm sorry. Of, uh, yes. Thank uh, you, Jake. Silver, silver. Yes. We get to see Mike Barnes. Um, so, what did you guys think about this one? I know, I know, this episode was. Um, eh, 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 I was. Uh, it it started out kind of eh, and then when it got towards the middle and the end, I was like, okay, we got some we got some things going on. Some heat's picking up. Um, I know one thing that was pretty cool for me was Miguel's walking. Um, he goes back to school. Everyone's excited to see him, you know what I mean? Even Hawk comes up to him and Miguel gets like a moment, you know, almost to, you know, tell him like, hey, you know, the, about Cobra Kai, things are, you know, my my feelings have changed. Well, the bell rings, you know, and they got to talk about it later. But that part when he runs into Dimitri and he finds out who and why his arm was broken, that was... The look on on Miguel's face said it all, and right. I think I think that was finally the the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? The no pun intended. Yeah, Miguel. yeah no no pun intended. But I think that was Miguel finally saying, "You know what? Cobra Kai and me are officially over." You know what I mean? Because the look on his face says it all. And for him to find out that Hawk was the one that did it, you know, you can tell that didn't sit well with him because he he catches up with Hawk with Hawk later on. Yeah, and then you're right, and he definitely is like, you know, Chris is bad news, right? He's like, this this is not what Cobra Kai was about. This is, you know, you need to come back to you know Sensei um, <clears throat> Lawrence and and get everything going again like we used to do because you know, so it definitely was a turning point in. Because he'd been out of it for so long, you know, to see the destruction and all the stuff that's happened since he was, you know, kicked over that balcony. Right. A real culture shock for him. What did you yeah, pull I from this that, episode, Angela? I think that would have been so extra hard for Miguel to come back to the school. I mean, that that, that had to have been traumatizing. I think, you know, um, in Spanish, we call it brat a lepa. And so when Sam came back, the little lepa, <laughs> when she came back to school and she tried to be all I'm so traumatized was bullshit because I mean you have to think Miguel has to look at the stairs and the balcony he was thrown off of it's like shut up Lepa you know <laughs> but what I wanted to say was that I am so glad that Johnny out of calling the new dojo the triple K <laughs> oh <true>. yeah <laughs> He's like, yeah, we should not call them. Yeah, <laughs> we should not call them that. But, <laughs> but you're right. I'm, I'm really happy that Miguel um, did finally confront Hawk because Hawk needed to be put in his place. And I think that Hawk and Robbie, um, I mean, not not Robbie, Tori, Hawk and Tori were both using as a pun because I don't think in reality 
Miguel was the 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 biggest concern to them. I think uh, they just used it for a reason to fight uh, Miyagi Do because you know Ta- uh, Tori uh, even friends Miguel and and um, or Miguel friends Tori and Tori's like I'm sorry you know I never went to go visit so we're 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 watching that she didn't make a point to go and visit him. What was it really for Miguel? It really wasn't. Same thing with Hawk. You know, he he talks about how they're trying to get back at Miyagi Do, but if that's really what the point was, then he would have respected Johnny Lawrence when Johnny Lawrence showed up at the school and said, You're right. Because even Johnny Lawrence tells him you were nothing. You were as soft as a baby's ass when I met you. I made you what you are, not crease. And I think Hawk needed to hear a lot of that to put him in his place. And he still didn't get it, but, well, you know, ho- hopefully when, and we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> when Johnny, when Johnny drops that on him and he tells him like, you know, that's, you know, that was, um, you know, th- this is all on me. Like, you know, I, I, I did you guys wrong and, Mm-hmm. Um, all that you can see a look on Hawk's face where he's questioning because at first Hawk is defensive, you know what I mean? Um, and he kind of, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, he, he, he jumps all over Johnny's case in the beginning. And then as Johnny's talking more, and then when it gets towards the end, you can see there's some things that are happening, you know, in these episodes with Hawk. Um, you know, we talked about it in, in the, in the last episode of, of, of the Funkaholics and we talked about, you know, the look on Hawk's face after he broke Dimitri's arm mm-hmm. at first, you know, there was a little feeling of, you know, like, Hey, this was pretty cool. And I, I just can't believe I, you know, like adrenaline, you know, but then like, there's a look of like, well, no, it was, it was actually the opposite, right? It, it, when he first did it, it was just like, holy shit, what did I just do? But then when the rest of the crowd, you know, was pumping him up and shit like that, then, you know, he felt that adrenaline, like, he just became fearless or something, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was one of those things. So, as we see in the second half of the season... Hawk is starting to question a lot of things. It almost seems like things are, you know, he's he's fighting with himself. It's a tug of war for himself. You know, it's, uh, you know, one moment, you know, we see him fighting so much for Kreese's love, but we see Kreese treating him like shit and not, you know, not making him the the Johnny Lawrence. The star kid. Yeah. yeah. He's the next in line to take over for the star people. Exactly. He's the one that's going to replace Miguel, right. you know? Um, and it's just not happening. So we see... We see Hawk going through these growing pains. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's he's developing. You know, he's figuring things out. You know, there's just a lot of chaos going on. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is, what did you guys think about the whole deal between uh, Daniel and Sam and Sam finally making a confession to him and telling him, like, when when it came down to me stepping up, I froze. And now I, I live with fear. I'm not sleeping. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trembling. Like I've got all these things going on in my mind and my body and Daniel's sitting there, you know, trying to help, but she's not giving him so much in the beginning. But then finally, you know, he finally, he finally breaks that ice and he finally gets the confession out of her. What did you guys think of that? I think it was, uh, 
it was going to be a good starting point for them to really figure it out and for her to get, you know, back to where she needed to be. And the fact that she, you know, as you can see, like she didn't admit that fear to anybody, right? So she kept it all in and internalized it. And it just, again, it locked her up. So she wasn't able to process her thoughts and her feelings until she let, you know, her dad know, hey, this is what's going on with me. And it's sort of like what happened in the movies, you know, you know, when, uh, you know, Daniel was experiencing fear and all that stuff, you know, Mr. Miyagi would guide him through that and, and recenter him. So that's, that's really what she needed to do. Yeah. What did you think, Angela? I think, you know, honestly, when it comes to Samantha, she, she ended up keeping a lot inside her. She tried to deal with a lot of it on her own, but I think she still also had a lot of guilt of everything that happened because I think that deep down inside, she does feel responsible for a lot of things that she did. And I think that her anxiety just over, it was just overwhelming for her. Um, and it didn't matter what was said to her, because even though when he comes back from Okinawa, he's, you know, he's trying to make light of everything and saying, you know, I just brewed some tea. Let's kind of talk, trying to be open about it. And she's still really upset because I think she feels that uh, nobody understands her. Nobody knows what she's going through. And even though she's been, you know, fighting for Miyagi-Do to stand up to Crease and Cobra Kai and try to make things again, right again, it's like she keeps hitting a dead end. And that's really frustrating for her. Um, and I think it, I think it really, really hurts her self-esteem because Remember at the beginning of season three, I mean, everybody at the school is just hating on her. And um, she's she's gone to where you, they show when Miguel comes back to the school and like, her like her face lights up because she finally has somebody that she can talk to that she that, you know, can relate with her and um, understands everything that she through and so um a lot of a lot of what her and miguel kind of talk about back and forth really make her come back to being the sam that she used to be before when they first started dating which which was nice to see for both of them oh yeah definitely um you know the moment that she walks up to miguel and she tells him i'll leave you with your friends or whatever and and miguel responds you know those aren't my those aren't my friends. And that's when, you you know, she lights up like a Christmas tree because she's like, mm-hmm. finally, I'm getting the Miguel that I've always wanted or the Miguel that I first met before, you know, this whole Cobra Kai thing, you know, took over and kind of, you know, changed his attitude and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's definitely, you know, it, 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 it was a it was a cool episode. I I think that there was. Uh, again, it was, you know, us watching, you know, Sam and, and Miguel go through these transitions and, you know, we're watching them grow up before our eyes and they deal with a lot of things that were, that was going on with them. You know, one thing that I also wanted to, um, reference to is, you know, she's making confessions to her dad Well, Miguel's stepping up and kind of checking Johnny, you know, the, mm-hmm. when, the reason that he's able to stand in that first part, you know, was him getting pissed off with Johnny and kind of checking Johnny and telling him, like, you know, 
wake up. Like your dojo is gone. You know, you let it go. And, um, you know, we, we see the, you know, we, we, we just watch both of them, you know, grow up and, and they're going through these, uh, you know, they're going through these phases in, in the, in the season. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, and I think that's the reason why Johnny really respects Miguel so much is because Miguel is willing to tell him the truth. And, you know, Miguel isn't one of those to shy away from telling you to your face, especially because Miguel and he looks up to Johnny so much and he expected better. And I don't think he's allowing Johnny to fail like he doesn't like. Johnny doesn't let Miguel fail, but you know one of the things that I, one one of my favorite parts in the in the in this episode was, you know they they become the Eagle fan karate, and so they get the shirts and he's like throwing the shirts up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, mine's a little snug. Oh yeah, ass <laughs> face. Like, <laughs> But I I love how John just throughout the whole show Johnny just never loses his humor. We we do see the the real um, serious moments and his aha moments, but he still always has his humor, which which I think I think I think the show really benefits from him. Very true. Very true. Um, some of the other uh, the other cool things. Uh, that I that I noticed with that was uh, well, one of the things that got me excited from that too was where Daniel takes Samantha to to the gym, you know, where it all went down, mm-hmm. and um, you know, she's like, "Yeah, I know this is where you beat Johnny," and he's just like, "No, this is where you know I had you know where I felt like I I didn't need to defend my title, but you know I I got into it, and this dude was." like murdering me you know like i had i've never had fear like this before so i think that's where daniel grabbed um sam's attention right and was able to tell her like hey i've been there too you know and you know it's funny he gives the reference to um mr miyagi and you know sam makes the comments like you know it's even when he's not here he's always coming to the rescue Right, and then, like I said, going back to that uh, part where uh, he's fighting um, from the third movie when he's fighting Barnes, right? And, you know, Daniel's down there, and Mr. Miyagi's right there, and he says, I'm afraid. You know, he's yelling, you know, crying to Mr. Miyagi that he's afraid. And, you know, Mr. Miyagi says, all right, to be afraid, but don't, you know, don't let it get the better of you. And that's how I think, again, he just was able to get that message through to Sam and help her sort of break through that fear so yeah you're right mr miyagi is still he's transcending time even through generations right definitely absolutely right on so i think that takes care of that episode for us let's move into episode number eight the good the bad and the badass (laughs) we've got the all valley tourney is canceled right three senseis and some kids rise to the occasion Miyagi Do is back, baby. <laughs> Robbie's <The resurrection>. out. <laughs> Robbie's out. Doesn't want anything to do with his dads. Miguel and Sam are back together. Oh, how I love that part. Oh, young love. <laughs> Dimitri plays tonsil hockey with Yasmin. Yep. 
Miguel struggles and Johnny protects. Robbie and Tori have something in common. Mm-hmm. Robbie finds out Tori was right. Johnny gets some salsa <laughs> and breaks his TV <laughs> again. Yep, again. That's all right, though. <laughs> Chris gets the student he wanted all along. Yeah. What did you guys think about this episode? This one was a great oh one. I loved it. It was jam-packed. With it was It was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> It was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Tori, Robbie and Tori having the same PO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah, that is pretty funny. But you're, yeah, I mean, the resurrection of, <laughs> of Miyagi Joe, I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> That's right, Mercy. <laughs> so I, I think, I think one of the harder part of the scene was watching Daniel and um, Johnny go and pick up Robbie. Because, you know, they're fronting each other about what happened in front of the correction facility. And Robbie just walks out on both of them like, I don't want anything to do with any of you. And, of course, at that point, we already know where he's going. Yeah. We know we know who went to go and visit him. And um, we have, I mean, when, when he fronts Daniel on the reason why he was there, I thought was, you know, he kind of... He, he kind of threw the blame on Daniel when Don know obviously he was on the run because of Robbie's own demise. But uh, Daniel, even though he tried to help him, he still was still the bad guy, obviously. And um, I mean, obviously we all know that he was upset with Johnny too, for not showing up that one time. He was really heartbroken. So um he, he he ends up walking away and, and goes to go and do his, his stops and you know when he when Daniel's over here you know trying to get Miyagi back I thought it was really interesting how aggressive he starts becoming with the students and I kind of wanted to pick your brain with you you know pick your brain guys because he kind of was a little over aggressive because even Amanda's like hey calm down you know, don't don't treat these guys like that. What did you guys think about watching Daniel be so aggressive with the Mayados? I think that uh, for me personally, it was nice to see. Right? I mean, you need to if they're going to really do and and take on a um, you know group of individuals such as you know Kreese and Cobra Kai and those guys, they got to really buckle down and and really focus on what they're trying to achieve and be serious about it, especially um, knowing the arrangements that were made, right? Right. Um, so, you know, take it real serious and be like, hey, we're going to do some real training and be disciplined and be ready for these guys. So I, it was nice to see. I think it was good. I didn't like it. <laughs> and here's why. All of that feeling and and uh, and him taking it out on the students was because of that fucking kid, Robbie. Um, and Daniel feeling like that, dude, let it go. Bro, there's mm-hmm. way, way more beautiful things coming up. <laughs> and it gets so much better. So fuck Robbie, bro. The future is bright and it is coming to your dojo. <laughs> so just sit back, relax, and get ready, man, because it's gonna be it's gonna be a great thing. So yeah, when I saw that part, I was just like, fuck this, bro. Don't even worry about Robbie. Like that's that's old news, bro. That's Johnny's problem. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> and Johnny doesn't even want him. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Johnny, it's not going to be just Johnny's problem because, you know, he's, if he's where he's going, it's going to be all their problems. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so let me ask you guys this. We're going to jump back a little bit um, because this just popped into my brain. So, um, you know, uh, we saw Daniel's enemy that froze him, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mike Barnes. Yep. Bad Mike. boy. Mike Barnes. Did Robbie just become the next Mike Barnes? Yeah. Uh, we'll I have to see. see. I don't know. We'll have to I mean, see, I, right? His skills weren't like Mike Barnes' skills, so we'll have to see how but, but look who's him training up. him. Yeah. But even Mike Mike Barnes would be well, Robbie would be Miguel's Mike Barnes is is the way I see it. I, 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 I kinda see it. Yeah, your vision. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see I don't see it because <laughs> We've already seen that Miguel can 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 beat uh, Robbie, right? And depends on how how Miguel, serious Miguel beat Daniel's Robbie, though the Miyagi Do Robbie. Now we've got Cobra Kai Robbie coming. But even, yeah, even he fights dirty, bro. Right? But if we're looking at just basic <laughs> movies, bases, you know, we didn't see that kind of extreme uh, combat style training until Silver was training Daniel. That's true. So. Even you no, know, Johnny Larusso was Crease's star pupil, and he didn't train him to that hard, right? That intense. So we'll see. But I, I don't think at this point Miguel is afraid of anybody, to be honest. Who? Who train? Who trained Mike Barnes in Karate Kid? Mike III? Barnes was just none of them. He was just uh, Silver. Didn't have a hand he in didn't that. Have a hand in, Silver uh, paid him to come and to fight Daniel. To find Daniel, yeah, to get the championship back. Right, he found him in the karate magazine. He was like karate's bad boy or whatever, but he wasn't associated Mm -hmm. with Cobra Kai. He was flown in from somewhere else, so Mm. he wasn't trained by uh, Silver or or, um, Crease, so he was already ready to go. He was messing shit up before he even got there. Okay, interesting. I don't know why, but Mike Barnes reminds me of like Drago from like uh, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> a little more vocal though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't understand the reason why. Why the flat top? You know, like the eighties were a strange time. The 80s, that, was, that, was, uh, that was the style. That's that, was, that's that whole you've seen um, Top Gun, right? So, right. I mean, Kilmer had that same kind of. It was just that was just the times. So. He had the he had the Howie Long haircut. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And the Brian Bosworth haircut. God dang, man. There's a lot of them that had that fucking haircut. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Howie still has his, except the fact that his is gray now. Yeah. I I even think Sting had that haircut for a while. Yeah, Sting had that haircut for a long time, too. Throw some wrestling knowledge in there. Sting even had a haircut. Um, What did you guys guys think of, uh, of Dimitri and Yasmin? Good for him, man. Good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Can't knock it, you know. Sometimes, sometimes being a nice guy, you know, it pays it off, pays right? Off, right. So good for him. I'm mad at him. <laughs> Angela, what I did think, you think about that connection? I think she needed it a lot more than she thought she did. <laughs> right. He he had to show her a thing or two because I think she thought that she was, you know, hot shit. But when she realizes, like, oh, my God, this guy, I mean, 
he had everything for her and she didn't even realize that this whole time he was right in front of her. So, you know, for her to humble herself a little bit and, and realize that and I'm happy for him too. (laughs) Oh, she, she totally snapped that, that time away from school. She, she had some soul searching. She really thought it out. She's like, God damn, I could be marrying the next Bill Gates. That's true. That's true. This guy will take care of me for the rest of my life. And she even said it. Yeah. She's like, you know, if it wasn't for the broken arm and all that other shit, like I I I would be in cruise control through high school. That's true. So Yasmin grew up, you know, I'm a little proud of her. And I love it how, you know, Sam and Miguel walk in on them and she's just like, yeah. uh, we're studying or whatever yeah, she said. Right. <laughs> but Dimitri, oh, that he sealed the deal, life. man. Good for him, man. Where he was all he's all whatever cruella don't you have some dalmatians to go kill or whatever then she turns and look and then he turns and looks to miguel and sam and he's like i've never been so in love in my life (laughs) (laughs) love it so great that they added that in there that was absolutely beautiful um what did you guys think about that scene at the apartments where Johnny and Miguel are arguing because Miguel's mm-hmm. like, I need to get ready for the tournament. And Johnny's like, no, nope. like, I don't want you in it. And we see Carmen um, watching the whole thing go down. What did you guys think of that? Um, yeah, Carmen, Carmen was like, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> well, she, she's, I think that, that's ahead. what made her realize that Johnny was like, that's, that's my guy right there. She, I, I mean, it was nice because she actually got to see Johnny do what Johnny does with bottom line care for Miguel and Miguel. I mean, he allowed for Miguel to voice his concerns um, and he listened to him. But I think that for Carmen, I mean, knowing all these other, and, and we got to see one of the douches that she dates that she goes on a date with. I think it was really good for her to see Johnny to be, you know, a father figure to Miguel in a sense. So, oh yeah, I, I think, I think, that that's what. Yeah, Mercy, she's a cochina. Cochina. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was. Um, she needed to put a towel underneath that seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything that. You, that you said is, um, you know, for once it, it showed that Johnny wasn't thinking about himself and it wasn't about the tournament or the reputation. It was about Miguel and his well-being. So, again, you know, that's going to play strange to mom. Mom likes that. So that was like the f- icing on the cake because grandmama's already in on that. Yeah. And the prey. And if you're good with mama, you're going to, you know, you'll be in real good. So Exactly. It was all over there. She was checking <laughs> off the list, looking through that window. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> check mark and that was it and it uh to me the way that i looked at this uh at that part or that scene was it was um we're we're finally seeing how much johnny loves miguel Mm -hmm. you know because you know first they're you know they're you know they're sensei and student and then you know we see them progressing and they grow and it's like becoming more of a friendship and then all of a sudden, you know, we get to this point and it's like Johnny being more of like a father, you know, like mm-hmm. showing that fatherly love and, you know, wanting to take care of Miguel. And, you know, the the, the relationship has changed, you know, it's it's uh, 
it's more stronger, you know, for for Johnny now. So mm-hmm. that one was a uh, that one was rough for me to see, but you know, I understood where Johnny was coming from. But you know, Miguel's always been a fighter all of his life, so you know, let's mm-hmm. not give up on the kid. You know, he'll come back and whoop that ass. You know, because he's got a big challenge that's going to be coming up. That's what Robbie. Yeah, and it's going to go and down. And it's kind of nice to be able to see Miguel show Johnny how to be a dad. Yes. You know, how to be a father. It's kind of, it's, it's nice that he's, you know, not necessarily showing him the ropes, but training him without Johnny knowing that he's being trained. Yes, absolutely. So speaking of Carmen and, (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, her checking off the list and, you know, sliding off her chair. (laughs) Um, What did you guys think about that whole scene where Carmen, you know, sits down with Johnny and then before you know it, they're fucking breaking walls, breaking TVs and just getting it on, getting down James Brown. (laughs) That's it. I mean, I don't know, man. She's just. I thought maybe Jake's like, I'm at a loss for words. came true. Remember that dream that he had about her? Yeah. I'm like, his dream came true. Motherfucker. (laughs) I was happy for him. I was like, hey, you know, he's got, you know, trying to put a family together or whatever. At least the buildings of a a good relationship, right? Right. You know, that was was the last piece. He had, you know, Miguel adores him. The grandma is down for him, too. Really thinks he's a good man. She told Carmen that much of the time, so... Sealed the deal right there. Sealed it with more than a kiss, but it was sealed nonetheless. So yeah, I was happy for him. I was like, "Good for you." Yeah, it was. Uh... But, but you have to think about it like this too, though. I mean, so Johnny is playing stepdad with Miguel and <clears throat> hooking up with Carmen, and has a new mother-in-law. How is that all going to play once Robbie comes back in his life and the kid that threw the other kids on the balcony have to all live in the same house? <laughs> That's true. Oof. We don't really know how it works out. but um... He yeah, might not want to ever put up that TV again. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's that's going to be some awkward dinners, man. <laughs> Well, awkward dinner talk. I hate to say it, but, you know, when we fall in love with series and... Someone always has to die, so you know maybe that's Robbie getting written off. The <laughs> we don't have to worry about it anymore. That's true. <laughs> My gosh. So what do you what do you think about Robbie showing up on Sam and, and Miguel? Uh, I knew it was going to happen, blocker. but you know, I mean, he was still. I mean, it kind of had. You know, he was still believing that he was. You know. Him and, and Sam were still him and something. Sam were still, they still had something. And even at that point, like, Miguel and Sam really hadn't, you know, reconnected really until, I guess, until they got to that point, right? And I, I, I think if um, Tori and them, if they would have not stayed with Crease, it probably wouldn't have happened, in my opinion. It's just right. A fact. But, but she, like I said, you know, Sam definitely got points because, you know, she was there. Uh, you know, raising money for him and all this other kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, the the girl that was supposedly, you know, willing to kill a bitch in school for him didn't even show up one time, right? And is right. still, you know, didn't reach out. So it's just, uh, you'll see who, you, you know, in the end, you'll see who matters the most, right? Who really cares about you. It's when you're, when you're down and out, who's there. Very so. true. 
Angela, your thoughts? You know, I, 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 <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to say too much bad stuff about Sam, but <laughs> she's a puta. She's a puta. <laughs> she is a puta, man. The Which definition one? of puta. <laughs> Sam, Sam was putas. We'll elaborate yeah. on that. I, I want to hear. It's like she, she did not waste any time. She was like, "Oh, I could see you again." You know, it's like, <laughs> damn. It was always but Miguel. Somebody, it was always. It was Miguel. always Miguel. It was. Somebody needs to hose her. But I, but I don't even <laughs> think. Uh... Get this spray bottle on her. Something. But look at the face. You know, she never really had a relationship with Robbie, though. If you look at it, they never really. Nothing really they never developed. Up. They never like even like they I think they even tried. Uh uh-uh. uh They did hook up. Well, My they were goodness. kissing. Well, Robbie everybody. And Sam yeah. Were kissing? yeah. Season yes, two. They were dry humping in the Miyagi Do while everybody else was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were. I have to <laughs> check that episode out. I don't remember that piece. But. Yeah, because oh, they were they were hiding it from Daniel. So there was always times where she was like sneaking in and shit I like that. that and I, didn't, would... I don't remember them hooking up at all. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, man. well then maybe maybe I have to take that back then. Check. It's been a crazy while. She's a puta man. Let me tell you. <laughs> I've tallied every time. Don't you talk <laughs> bad about Amanda's Kyler. daughter, Angela. Yeah, you're end up That's not even including Kyler. <laughs> Don't get me started on Kyler. <laughs> Ugh, no, that's a relationship I do not want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the good, the bad, and the badass was actually a really great episode. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we move on to... Episode number nine, Fill the Night. Allie's oh, back. Gosh. Yay. And she's got some news. Oh, yeah. man, don't even get me started. This one, man, I was, <laughs> this, this episode, man, my stomach hurt. Right. Man. It really did. I was like, damn. Said, Miguel finds the hand drum. Daniel walks in on the lovebirds. Hawk yep. has had enough. Allie and Johnny reconnect, and she wants some private training. They take a walk down memory lane, and they go to one of our favorite spots. Golf and stuff. Yes. Golf and stuff. (laughs) Daniel and Miguel finally talk, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's gold. All of it. Pure gold. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for that conversation to happen since (laughs) season one. (laughs) <laughs> Finally, the two legends come together yep. and have a meeting of the minds. <laughs> Guys, talk to me about Phil the Night. Oh man, I love how Miguel doesn't have a like. He he does not hold back. Miguel will always tell anybody what they need to hear. Yes, and 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 he's great. At what he has to say. Like, this kid is just wise beyond his his years. <laughs> I agree. He puts everybody like, let me tell you what you need to do. And then everybody's like, you're right. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah. And, and it it was a little awkward when Daniel does walk in on them because then he realizes like, man, Sam is a tramp. (laughs) Damn. He says, man, that's that's what me and your mama used to do back in the day. That's what happened. That's why I got with your mom. (laughs) That's what I'm giving you guys. I'm giving you the Johnny Lawrence quiet to that nonsense. Say, man, facts are facts, man. <laughs> oh, it. my God. Angela must have been chomping at the bit for that one. Oh, you have no idea. 
I was sitting at my edge, at the edge of a sofa, man. Like, Miguel, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> Mijito, no! <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think Grandma Yaya would be happy that he's actually got a girl and not his hand, like, she, you know, the way she thought in his... <laughs> He was working around in his room. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Oh, man. Don't ask. Don't ask. (laughs) Don't ask. You don't want to know. What happened to your hand? (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Um, Woo! That was good. My poor Miguelito. That kid, man. Um, What did you guys think about uh, when he grabbed the hand drum? And was asking Sam, like, hey, what is this? And then she actually shows him the moves, like, with the, the with the hand drum. Oh, man, just yeah. nostalgia of, the, of, of when, you know, again, this, the second movie, when, when they were in Tommy Village back in the day. And just, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it led me, it's like, man, is he going to get trained? You know, he's going to have maybe the intensity of, of, of Cobra Kai, but also have the discipline of, of Miyagi Do, Miyagi Do, which is, you know, the balance, the yin and the yang. So when I was like, I was getting hyped for that. I was like, man, this guy's gonna double dip in the, you know, the two best senseis in the whole damn place. So right. I was, I was, I was jazzed about it. Yeah, I liked that a lot, especially when I saw that, and then when Daniel's like, oh, like <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel catches him, like you know, making out on the fucking floor. <laughs> First thing is, I'm sorry, and then the next thing is. Is that my drum in your pocket? <laughs> I would have started chopping fools. I have two daughters. There'd, there'd right. Be, there'd be, right. I'd be dead bodies in the streets. I, I think he was hoping that that was the drum in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that the drum in your pocket? Are you just happy to see right. it? <laughs> please let that be that yeah, my drum please. in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I I think it I think it would have been really awkward um, to have been a parent to walk in and it's one is your son but daughter and you know it's it's kind of sad to say because um, to me I I think it's and it's just my perspective as something that is so sacred as Miyaki Do. I, what some has done there, I think it's so disrespectful to Miyagi Do. Definitely. It really is. So that's how I see it. It's so disrespectful. Oh my because, God. Like, she just has no respect for anywhere she goes. This, this poor girl can do no good in Angela's eyes, bro. She well, will, she, I agree. I agree, man. You can, she will save the world and Angela will figure out a way to shit all over it. Well, hey, man, I'm with her. I said, you know, when you enter the dojo, you're supposed to take off just your shoes. Not your panties, you know what I mean? Just gotta, yes, yes. Oh, you yes. fucking Cobra Kai's, man. I swear to yes. God. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why Daniel has to have a sign that says keep your chones on. That's right. You know, there's That's no right. reason. That goes without I mean, okay, she could at least turn the Mr. Miyagi picture right, around, that's right? supposed to be like her grandpa. Yeah. She's over there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh she is a cochino. I'm now I'm really on board. I'm starting Thank to you. dislike this Sam more and more. Oh Thank you, man! Thank you. <laughs> how how dare you guys diss that little <laughs> angel of Amanda's that she has? <laughs> she learned it from her mama. <laughs> I know. She even says it at the dinner, right? Yep. 
She's like, my head was so far out my ass, it came out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that's probably the reason why Amanda's so confident because, you know, like, it doesn't matter who comes around. She's so confident, but because she probably has a lot of cochina stories of her own. Oh, dude. It's in the eyes, man. You can see it in those fucking eyes. It's in the eyes. <laughs> She's got some stories, but yet she's always getting stories thrown at her, man. She's always caught in the middle of Daniel's shit. Um, Speaking of that, so Allie's back. What did you guys think of that? Oh, man, I was cringing, man, because I was like, man, Johnny got himself into a good place. And then here comes this chick to mess up everything. I was like, man, he's going to get caught. It's going to cause more drama. Right. You know, first of all, Miguel doesn't even know. That he hooked up with his mom, and then if he finds out, oh, I was like, it's gonna really destroy the whole thing. So I was, I was like, man, I was waiting for that time bomb to explode. I'm surprised, dude. She found time to pull her tit away from Homelander's mouth. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta jump. You gotta strike. For those of you guys off. that don't know, I suggest you watch the boys. You will see Miss Allie on yeah. there. So that's my reference. That, but that show's yeah. savage. And the I- boys are savage. <laughs> And I had no idea that she came out on the boys until that we watched that video, that YouTube video with Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. And she was she was talking about how everybody from the boys. I'm like, wait a minute, she comes out in the boys, and sure enough, I'm yes, like, she oh, does. There's another, there's another show I got to put on my list. <laughs> I got to put that one on my queue. <laughs> but I like Kelly. I think, you know, obviously we know that she got a divorce and I think that alone is, is really hard for her. Um, Allie has always tried to be a little more humble than her parents. She, she knows that her parents are a bit much. And I think it was really hard for her to have to come home and have to deal with her mom. So for her, it was kind of nice to be able to, you know, get back into the groove of, you know, watching some people and see how they turned out. Because I think deep down inside, she really had a good heart for both of them. And you can kind of see it at the table during the holiday party, right? You could kind of see that even when they, when they leave and they say their goodbyes, that she even tells Daniel that, you know, all the good outweigh the bad. And so she has no hard feelings. She's just really happy to see these guys. And they're ha- she's happy to see that they're in a good place. So I I like I, I like her dogs. I thought yeah. her dogs were so cute. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has two of them, too. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That was really cool. When he, when he pulls up her profile picture, it's the two dogs. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'll pet, the, I'll pet a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That kitty was in heat. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to throw it out there because, yeah, she was. you know, she's, you know, she's ready to reconnect with Johnny and go on dates and shit like that. And she's ready to make out with them. Thank God it didn't happen. Yeah. Thank um, God. That because was stressing. if he would have pissed that away with Carmen. Oh, oh dude. I was stressing bad. I would have fucking hit him in the throat. Not even thinking yeah. about it. Um, but it's good that Allie had that respect that she realized it. Like, I don't want to mess him up. He is in a good place. Yeah. And she respected that. And told him, don't fuck it up. Yeah. No, she did. Don't fuck it. And even told Daniel, too. Well, she. Amanda's amazing. Don't fuck it up. Dude, before it even got to that, like, she was ready to fucking have a Daniel Johnny sandwich, man, when they were all right there by the <laughs> where the liquor was. <laughs> Cause I mean, she was looking at <laughs> both the of them like, you know, fuck it, let's 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 make some magic. <laughs> oh, <not laughs> let's throw on some Marvin Gaye and let's get it on. <laughs> oh, not 
<laughs> no, I mean, she was, she was, she was getting ready to, you know, do some, you know, lip locking with Johnny mm-hmm. Lawrence and stuff off and stuff. She, she had that glimmer in her eye. She was ready for it. And I, me too, Jake, I was the same way. I'm like, don't do it. Oh my God. Don't do it. Pendejo. Don't do it. Said, don't do it, man. Don't mess no up a good thing. Don't do it. It's so, not worth it. So let me throw this at you guys. So if, Johnny and Carmen hadn't happened in the episode in the previous episodes and they were still kind of like, you know, just talking or whatever. Would you guys have been okay with Johnny getting down with some Allie? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. yes Jake, right away. <laughs> I would have because because he's not, you know, no boundaries have been crossed. He right. You know. Okay. Once you go that way with somebody and there's, you know, there's some, I mean, let's. You know, no, I just say, yeah, good for him. If he if, if he hadn't sealed the deal with Carmen, then it would have been, I would have green light. I would have gave him the thumbs up. Go for it. Absolutely. Okay. Angela? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, Johnny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, definitely. Yeah, but, you know, I one thing that I did think, actually, it, it kind of hit my curiosity little bit was when um ali starts telling the story about what happened between her and daniel yes and we got our answer finally yes because we got our answer and it was happened. not what i wanted it's one-sided and, well, and it was and, and it was exactly what i wanted because <laughs> <laughs> because it put it put it in the exact same way of how Daniel again really is. He's he's over dramatic. Here we go. He's, he, he's a little crybaby. He probably went to go and cry to his mom after that. And and you know, <laughs> big old mama's boy. And it's like it was nice that Allie pretty much put him on his spot because it's like, you know what, this is what he was a friend. I knew him, whatever. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, your friend. You know, and she's like, he was my friend. And it was, and it, a, he's a nutcase. Let me tell you, that guy's a freaking nutcase. Right. And I, I'm and, with you. A freaking nutcase. See, he's a nut. like, he didn't have to react the way he did, you know? And and I'm glad that Amanda got to hear it because she's probably like, thank you. Yes, he is a nutcase. And I'm glad <laughs> that <laughs> that you told what happened. Because then, you know, she talks about, and we all know what happened in um, the uh, Karate Kid Part 2 when he shows up. Ken Mayaki's car that he gave Daniel is all crashed. And she's like, don't you dare tell them that it was me. I told you that the break needed change. And he just shut up. <laughs> because he knows in, in Karate Kid Part 2 that's exactly how it starts he's like I only crushed my core like oh my god right. <laughs> it, 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 the story didn't make sense to me anyway so I'm gonna jump on that like I was before all this I was very much Miyagi-Do yeah uh, maybe if Mr. Miyagi was alive in the show I might still be there but <laughs> it just it just proves the show that you know Daniel's image is not as squeaky clean. He's not as perfect. <laughs> oh, he doesn't make all God. the best decisions. 
And he's not 100% forthcoming with that info. in a pod on the Funkaholics podcast. You know, when, when she came out, she told the truth. She's like, here's the, here's the real story. You know what, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you the Johnny Lawrence quiet. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it was good to see. And it's like, no, it really didn't go down like that. But Daniel always plays the victim. And then oh, you know, he, he can't. He can, he can. He I mean, it's he's always the victim. It's always been done to him. But it's... It's like, man, he don't tell the whole story. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Thank you. I, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't understand how people haven't seen what we've seen, what, what we've all discovered is the fact that if you go back and count every single time Daniel San throws a baby fit in his tantrum, <laughs> I can guarantee you it's in the high hundreds. <laughs> it's true. It's in the high hundreds. He, he complains from throwing his bike in the dumpster to you know crying because he can't. He's afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> even even Miyagi is 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 done with his shit when Mr. Miyagi just yells at him and he said, you know, quiet. <laughs> I mean, for Mr. Miyagi to have to yell at him, come on. It it always starts off with a Daniel son. Yeah. Focus. Focus. Focus, Daniel son. So we're 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 gonna stop shitting on my boy here, and we're gonna talk about him and Miguel finally connecting and sitting in the in the in the yellow in the yellow hot rod. That's what we're gonna call it since. Miguel has the nickname of Hot Wheels. <laughs> um, what did you get? I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off first by saying that I absolutely loved it. That's exactly what I've been waiting for since fucking Cobra Kai started. Um, Miguel and Daniel should always been together. It should have never been Johnny and Miguel. Oh, that no. doesn't work, bro. It's like oil and water. But no, salad dressing. Nah, man, I don't, I don't agree with you on that. But. <laughs> but, but but yeah, but see, I'm getting no, no, a buff no, no, from no. you because you're. Yeah. I'm just saying, but I mean, it, I did like that. Um, again, there's always two sides to every story, and and the Miguel gets to see both. Yes, sides, he right? does. And that's that's why I think he's going to be so effective because he's got the benefit of both, uh, you know, both experiences. So, uh, but no, I I disagree with you ten thousand percent that 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 uh, Miguel. Uh, belongs with Daniel Larusso. Nope, Johnny, should have always been that way. Johnny man. Lawrence is. is where <laughs> He's it's at. taking on their last name when him and Sam get married. No, 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 no. no. Miguel Larusso. No, that, that don't even make sense to me. Nope. Uh, so, anyways, uh, now it was nice to see. You know, I'm a big sucker for for sentiment like that and just. Uh, it reminded me of when uh, you know when Daniel got that car and he's like bonsai and then you know, it was just, just bonsai Mr Miyagi bonsai, bonsai Daniel San <laughs> so it was it was really good and then again just the connection um, I think the the show the writers both of them uh, do such a good job of of relating everything back to the past without it being like super overly done and it makes sense um, so I, I really do like that so it was great the thing that I loved the most was that. Miguel had, Daniel had a bad image in his head of Miguel because of the Cobra Kai shit. That all changed when Daniel just sat and talked with him. Miguel is a lovable character. Oh, He's God. a lovable kid. A Anybody kid. can fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was great for Daniel to finally get to see that side of Miguel and 
for Miguel to see that the tables were actually turned, that Daniel was more like Miguel than Johnny was like Miguel. Because what happens? Miguel, Miguel finds out that Johnny was rich. Daniel was the one struggling, you know, but there's still a part two where, you know, Miguel still defends Johnny. Like, you know, he tells Daniel, like, you know, well, you did move in on his chick. Yeah. And that's where Daniel kind of has a realization is like, shit, you know, both me and Johnny were crazy about this chick. And then, you know, like all that hate that they have for each other. You know, Daniel can look past that and kind of see, like, well, damn, the reason that we were probably fighting so much is because of Ali. You know what I mean? Like, it finally clicked. It wasn't all about karate. It was all about a female. Right. You know what I mean? Kind of like what we're seeing Tale with fucking... Tale is old as time. <laughs> kind of like what we're fucking seeing <laughs> with Miguel and Robbie and Sam. And Tori. It's a, it's a four-way on that one. Right? It's a three-way on that. So, I don't know. I mean... That's something that I've been waiting for all along because there's been so many opportunities where Miguel gets to meet Daniel and something fucking gets in the way. There's some type of obstacle. You know, there's the opportunity where, you know, uh, Sam is talking to Miguel on the computer when they're first start when they're first together. Daniel walks in. Hey, who are you talking to? And she's like, nobody, because Sam's afraid of what Daniel finds out that Miguel's Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? So she holds that opportunity back. Then there's another one where he returns the fucking medal for Mr. Miyagi and Robbie fucks that one, that opportunity up. Yep. You know? So when this finally came together, oh my God, I was so fucking happy. Well, they, can't uh, tell you how happy I was. Right. <laughs> they, they, like the, the whole bias, you know, that they had, he's like, just because, you know, it was all, all their Cobra Kai. So they, they gotta be bad. So again, it was just, Kids being kids, but playing in an adult's world, you know, it was yeah. Johnny, Johnny and, and, and Daniel both had their thoughts about each other and it never changed over the years. And so like, again, if you're associated with that group of people, then you got to be a bad person too. Like right. I said, it was just a bunch of errors that kept it from clicking. But like you say, you cannot help like Miguel, the guy's solid, man. 100%. Yeah. Oh dude. And it was great. They, 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 they joked about the crane kick. Yep. You know, kick. Miguel's like, you using legal kick. And, and Daniel's, Daniel's like, no. Everything above the waist is legal. And he's like, you even used it yourself. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> Danny Jr. <laughs> Angela, go ahead, because I know you're pro- your lips probably bleeding right now from everything that I just everything that I just said. <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I agree. I agree. I, what? It, it was. No, listen, listen, I agree. It had to it had to happen in a perfect timing, though. I think Daniel is um, has respect for Miguel because he knows what happened to Miguel. He knows that Miguel showed mercy. And everything that that Daniel had continuously buried in Robbie's head didn't go through. But yet this kid that was being taught by Johnny got it. He understood what it's like to be um, on the other end of where Daniel, Daniel was like, I, I can respect. And everything that you've gone through and everything that you've you know, gotten out of it, and yet you can still sit here. And have this conversation with me and we both get it. We both understand, you know, where we're at. And and you're right. When when you got to see them both in the car, it was 
it was great. It was, it was, it really was because Miguel got to tell his side of the story without anybody interrupting him. And Daniel had a chance to look at him and appreciate Miguel for, for what he is. And I, I thought that Daniel taking the time to get to know him was huge. I think it was huge. But again, it had all had to be perfect timing because Miguel wasn't in the right place um, at, at a certain time that he was with Cobra Kai. There was a lot of things that had to happen for Miguel to be where he's at right now, to be able to be at the level, to have that type of conversation with Daniel. It, it all it was all perfect timing. And I think perfect the writers, storm. Like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. The, the writers did such a great job at not rushing it and, and when to introduce that conversation with both of them. And I think that a lot of what Jake is saying when it comes to you now with, with them, you know, uh, being around Daniel and Johnny Lawrence and um, having that perfect fighter in a sense, you have the, the beliefs and the respect of the Miyagi do, but then you have that, that fearless, um, sense of fighting and you're creating one fighter with two senseis and it's just uh, Robbie better watch out because I think you're right I think it is going to be rip Robbie (laughs) season five (laughs) or maybe even season four I don't know how much longer they'll keep them but yeah and I just saw uh, something today Uh, season four is going to drop at the end of the year 2021 what? Ah. They're going to release season four. Hopefully they Damn. do it December 19. It's possible. Yeah, I was reading an article <laughs> For the today. old alley. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> oh, put one of those hash browns at the end. You know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet. And send it to the internet. To the internet. Yes. <laughs> um. Wow, yeah, that just blew me away. That's actually great news. Um, Phil the Night was a great episode because that was that's the one that hit me right in the fillers because I got two mm-hmm. of my favorite characters together. Mm-hmm. They're ready to take over California and just set everything right. So it's happening, folks. It's coming. Yeah. That tidal wave is going to happen. Um, last episode... December 19th. December 19th. Kree saves his platoon and Silver vows allegiance. Right? Mm-hmm. Daniel and Johnny catch up and Allie explains the breakup. We already kind of covered that. Amanda listens. We've hit all of that. A West Valley showdown returns. Hosted. Mm-hmm. Hosted by the LaRussos. Betrayals and alliances happen. I feel like I'm watching fucking wrestling all over again. Mm-hmm. Much better written, though. Because I have to fucking <laughs> cheer for Hawk now. And I am not happy yep. about that, folks. Not happy. <laughs> yeah. Johnny pays a yeah. visit to Cobra Kai. Daniel and Johnny join forces. Love it. Oh, man. Woo! That's We're going to give it the Ric Flair. Woo! Yep. <laughs> because holy shit, there is a lot going on in this in this episode. Um, but some things that we've like what we had been talking about the whole time. You know what I mean? We've we've thrown fillers out there about, you know, these guys reconnecting and um 
it finally comes true, and you know, Mercy's gonna give us the. Oh, Mercy! She loves it. So, what did you guys think? Let's you know before we get to you know what we had all been hoping for, and you know all you know the the very end because that's the that's the cliffhanger, right? But. You know, what did you guys think about that bullshit with Crease uh, and his platoon and his little flashbacks? Um, I think it's just, um, I think it's good. Um, it sets up a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff like we've, we obviously we grew up watching the movies, right? So we don't know what made Crease. We knew that he, you know, he was in the, in the service, right? They served in Vietnam and that he was a decorated war uh, Vietnam veteran. And well, that's really we don't know why. So. I wouldn't say it generates sympathy for the character, but it definitely gives depth. And I think that's something that really um, they've done well is develop the backstories for these individual people uh, in the show. Um, it doesn't make me like him anymore, but it explains some of the reasons why he is the way he is. So right. I, I like it. It just creates more depth and, in, in, you know, you start to understand who's who and why they are where they are. Yeah. Angela. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Jake. I, I really appreciate it. Um, some of the of the flashbacks but i could have done some without them i i think i think you know some of the reasons why he became the way he was um still doesn't give justification why he's what he is now i i i think that a lot of people go through hard times and they're not you know manipulating kids to you know break arms or break legs or you know finish them like in Mortal Kombat style but I think that um being able to see that especially it, it gives us hope of what season four is going to be like and as we all know at the end he makes his phone call and they introduce Terry Silver which is which is really nice and and for a minute there I thought Terry Silver was the other guy that ends up getting shot and it ends up not being him. I'm like, okay, I guess that wasn't Terry Silver. That's what I thought too. Cause long the long hair. I thought I for sure thought that that was him. And then they kill him off and then it's like, well, maybe not. So who is it? And the, the whole time it was, it was the, the guy that, that he had been communicating with. Um, Angela, but, real quick. If go ahead. when you, when you watch that episode again, Watch what the um, what the the main dude, the sergeant or whatever the fuck he was, yeah, the the platoon leader. Yeah, the platoon leader. Watch what he says before they blast that dude in the head. Okay, that's where you get your silver answer. Yep, because Sil- uh... Silver's the one that has a breakdown, and he's like, "Quiet, Silver." And yes, yeah, yes, that's where yes. you figure out who uh, Terry Silver is. Right, right, and then and so. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of nice to be able to see it, but again, I just I don't I can't I I just don't understand the the justification from what he is now, um, especially because it looked like he he had a good ending, you know, where where he was able to save everybody. Right. So why 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 continue with the with the evil? Why continue with with the despise? Because Everybody saw you as a hero when you saved them, even though you did have to, you know, um, kill your commanding officer. You, I mean, we didn't have to, but he did it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to see because I think there's going to be more. Because right, because right before he went to fight him, you know, he's like, yeah, the girl back home, she died or whatever. So we're gonna see how yes. it plays out. What what's what happened to Crease? 
once he got back yeah out of you know out of once he got home from vietnam see where that because mm-hmm. i think that might shed a little bit more light on to see to me happened. to me like that it just blows my mind that this asshole could be so bitter because of his girlfriend dying and his platoon leader you know being an asshole you know or him having to you know kill him it's mm-hmm. i there's there's got to be something else. Something else mm-hmm. had to have happened to make this dude like that fucking evil and that determined to manipulate lives and not give a shit if right. Especially when it's like a a teenager, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was adults, then I'd been like, oh, you know, whatever. I'd probably be the same way. But <laughs> you know, we're talking about teenagers here, and I yeah, like I it it, it doesn't make sense to me that. Those two things, the way that they showed the story, is why this fucker's so bitter, and he's and willing even, to. Yeah, and you even see him being a little conniving when he's telling Tori and Robbie the speech that Sam and Miguel did to save the All Valley tournament, and he knows what he was doing. Oh yeah, even even Tor- even Tori is like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, you should have seen it. It was epic, you know, kind of speech. It's like mental and warfare for this dude. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's constant. It's constant. Like, he isn't happy unless there's mayhem. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we're, again, we just got to see, like, um, and just, we don't, I mean, there really is never really an excuse, but we don't, you know, we really don't know what. A lot of people came back from that war kind of messed up just knowing from history, right? So they saw, yeah. saw a lot of things, experienced a lot of things, and. You know, maybe he was just, he came back and wasn't able to adapt. So we'll have to see. Right. Uh, another thing that I, oh, and real quick, we, um, I just, it just popped into my brain right now. But another thing that I don't fucking believe is that Kreese actually destroyed fucking Armand's fucking nephews. That was bullshit. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> he did, that oh, did not work for those me. Those guys were huge. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> Bro, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of hoping that they were going to show Crease like cut his fingers with the cigar cutter. I don't know why. Right? I was just hoping for that. <laughs> uh, Armand's a he's a nasty fucker. I mean, it's for oh that, my God. like for him to play that character so well. Like, I truly believe that dude is really like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's like eating the pasta, right? Ugh. Oh, he's such a good thing. Yeah. And Amanda's just staring at him like, oh. Right. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> and then he pees in the shower. We already know we that. We already part. know that. Everybody does it. <laughs> no, no, nobody. <laughs> yes, that man is filthy. Yes, he is. is he's disgusting. <laughs> Plays his character extremely well. Yep. Um, too, too well. <laughs> so what did you guys think about the you know the the throw the the throwdown again in uh in the LaRusso's home? What did you guys Yikes. what was your guys' impression from that? Man, these Yikes. kids these kids are fucking crazy. That's what I think. It's like man, <laughs> right? they're fucking up schools, people's <laughs> private residences, they don't give a shit. Like I my favorite part of the whole thing is that little nerdy kid is like, Oh, I'll go do whatever and then one second he's out the door, and then they throw him through the damn window, and I'm like, man, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> what did you I, What did you think about my, the big fight, Angela? My biggest question throughout the whole thing, and of course, we find out why at the end. But why didn't Robbie go? That was my biggest question. 
And and like I said, I know I know we get the answer at the end, but I thought he was getting his he, private lessons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and like, how did they know that they were going to meet there? You know how who 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 told them that everybody was going to be there? Because you could even tell social that media, family, bro. That's how they found out about everything. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> Because you could even tell that Sam's kind of like a little worried because Miguel's taking too long for everybody to show up. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, everybody shows up. Everybody shows up. So, and her too, her dream came true because at, at the beginning of, of um, one of these episodes, she has that nightmare and that Tori's, you know, drowning her. That was awesome. <laughs> that was very cool. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it got very intense, very intense, very quickly. And I feel bad for Amanda having to show up to that house and be like, great. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a that's going to be an interesting thing to to see, um, you know, as it develops. Um, I know for me, the fight was pretty intense. That whole little montage where, you know, Miguel's getting hit by Ky- Kyler or Kyle, whatever the fuck his name is. Kyler, yeah. Yeah, where he's, he's getting hit. And, he's yeah, mm. he's getting his ass beat, and it's just like, what the fuck? But he wakes up. He he becomes the, the All-Valley state champion that, that we all love and, and know and start whooping some ass. I like when yep. when uh, when Hawk and, and Dimitri link up like some double dragon bullshit. Right. Like, whooping the ass. That was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, I know you hate on him, but man, I'm glad he's back. You know, they need every, they need they need every one they can get, you know? right? It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, what happens with this character, you know, moving <laughs> forward and I was I wasn't the biggest Hawk fan. I mean, that's, you know, it's no secret. But, you know, when I say that I felt like I was watching wrestling is because wrestling does that to me. You have <laughs> you have um you have heels and you have um uh god damn it what do they call them um fuck i can't think of it at the top of my head but you know you got the good guys and you got the bad guys and you know sometimes you find yourself cheering for the good guys and you know you hate the bad guys but then all of a sudden the bad guy becomes a good guy and you have to cheer for the good guys so that's what was happening with me with hawk and you know now i got to fucking cheer for him because he joined up with uh, Miyagi Do, mm-hmm. so you know that's going on. But um, what did what was your guys' impression when you guys saw the change going through Hawk and he decided, you know what, enough's enough. I'm a, uh, I'm I'm moving on to greener pastures. I loved it, man. When he when he saw like that's my boy. He says I'm not gonna let it happen to him again. Straight Bruce Lee cross kicked those fools. It was awesome. <laughs> right. I, I loved yeah. it, man. To be honest. <laughs> I like how humble Dimitri was about it too, though. How he was just like, let's do this. I think Dimitri has always had like Hawk or uh, Mr. Moskowitz, Eli. (laughs) Um, Eli. I think he's always held him close to his heart. You know, they've been, Mm -hmm. they've been boys since day one. And I think Dimitri's always wanted, or has always had open arms to to Hawk. You know, regardless if he yeah. breaks his arm or anything like that. And I think that when that went down, 
and he got Hawk back, or Eli, I would say it's going to be Eli. Uh, I think, you know, that was that was Dimitri. Like, no matter what, no matter what would have happened, Dimitri would always take him back. Mm-hmm. He'd support him either way. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I mean, even that, that very last um, scene, when you see them at um, at Miyagi-Do, you kind of see everybody where they team up with their best friends. Yes. And I, it was really nice to see that. Absolutely. So what did you guys think about Johnny showing up to Cobra Kai and him and Kreese throwing down? It was good. It was <laughs> beat, some, beat some ass. Right? <laughs> just all this politics, man. Somebody's got to throw hands around here. So let me ask you guys this. As you were watching it, when Johnny picks up the sigh, did you see? Mm-hmm. Did you think something bad was going to happen? Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought Chris was going to end up with it and shank him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Because he's, a, you know, I don't think Johnny would go that far, but I wouldn't put it past Chris to stab somebody. Yeah, I think what what hurt me the most is to see Robbie fighting against Johnny. Yeah. That really hurt me. As a parent, that really hurt me. Here's what I pictured. I thought Johnny was going to end Crease. And Robbie steps in. And Johnny sticks him. That's what I was hoping for. He was going to stick Robbie? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I, I wasn't going that far, but man, when, when he fucked him up when he threw him against the locker, I was like, "Oh man, that went, that went dark quick." Nando, see, damn. That's what happens when you're on that Red Bull vodka. You go to that, you go to that, go to go that, to that dark, place. Go to that dark place. Jeez. Are you sure you don't like Cobra Kai better hey, than Miyagi? Do? Jeez. Hey, you know, as seasons progress, man, somebody's got to go down, man. And Robbie's on my hit list, bro. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really did think that it was going to get that something bad was going to happen. Um, but, but again, then Daniel walks in, mm-hmm. and Miguel is there, you know, and they, they kind of try to really, you know, cool things down because. At this point, they're, they're, everybody's in agreement that Chris has to go. And I think that um, they all know that Robbie's just a lost soul. Yes. Um, and so I, I think with all of them, with uh, Daniel, Miguel, and Johnny, I think with all of them, it's going to take a lot to be able to get take Chris down. And, and it's just scary because, like Jake said earlier, Crease is always a step ahead. And yeah. you know that motherfucker's got plans. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got he's got plans. Fucker. Yeah. I mean he knows that he knows that Johnny hasn't been consistent and he knows that Daniel hasn't been consistent and there's just that mistrust. So all that all that he knows he needs to do to to really solidify with Robbie is just just follow through with everything that he says, show him everything. And be there every step of the way, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. Robbie's looking for. And I think, it's, I mean, when people like that, they're easily, uh, you know, they're easily able to follow. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, they kind of make it easy on Crease because even Crease is able to kind of read what their next steps are going to be 
you know, and, and he's even like with Amanda that he went to the police and said, Oh, well, I'm just a veteran. And, you know, she came into my dojo and struck me and you, he, he, he played it well. And yeah, so he does, uh, I mean, Kreese, he's an evil dude, man. Yeah, he is. Yep. El Diablo. El Diablo. We got to get rid of him. So what better way to get rid of the devil than to put two forces together? And right at the end, we see Daniel getting ready to train. He's got his class ready. And then all of a sudden, Johnny walks in. What were you guys thinking? Because I'm going to tell you, I was fucking screaming at the TV, fucking clapping, happy, fists in the air, fucking let's do this shit, ready to go. Like, I, I, something that we've been waiting for for a long time and we have been talking about it, it finally happens. How do you think this marriage works? I was wondering what that noise was. Now I know it was you. (laughs) 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 No, it was great. And then, you know, they're bowing to each other. I mean, that's such a huge sign of respect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. And the music that was playing, it was just. Uh, Phil Collins. The the whole track for this thing is bangers. I'm not that old. (laughs) I'm probably the youngest one here, but. Hey, 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 boy. <laughs> I was born in 86, so, I mean, this movie was, I'm, I'm the youngest. I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. The Jake's like, I did my homework on I you guys. I did my homework on you guys, but, but these songs, every song in this in this whole show are bangers, every single one of them. I'm a sucker for Journey, I'm a sucker for Phil Collins, I'm a sucker Hell for Hell yeah. So, um, it was great, like, I'm excited to see it. Um, it's the best of both worlds, and I think it's going to produce some, you know, so it's the old saying, right? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So they, yep. they got a a mutual problem, and I think they're going to going to resolve it. So absolutely. Whew. Well, folks, that's all we got for you today. Time moves. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> there you go. Ooh, I need some water to that one. A little bit too much, too much excitement going on here at the Funkaholics podcast. <laughs> Always, I get a little choked up, man. Especially when two beautiful things come together. But that's all we've got for you today, folks. We had a little bit more to talk to, but this one actually carried on because we had so much to cover. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to carry that over into the next episode. Okay, Angela and Jake, you guys have homework. Okay, okay, yes. we're going to talk about Eagle Fang Karate. But here's your homework. You guys will figure out or try to figure out what Daniel and Johnny's new karate dojo is going to be called. I was just going to ask that. So I was, I, 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 what was it going to so be? So, nope, we're not going to release any ideas. of that. We're not going to release any of that. That's okay. going to be in the next episode. Okay. We got a lot to cover. We're going to do a recap. Awesome. We're going to talk about Johnny's physical therapy techniques okay. and how much fun we had with that. And then, like I said, we're going to disclose... Some new dojo names that we came up with. Okay. I am going to leave you with a quote from none other than Mr. Miyagi. God damn, that dude was so wise and he has so many of them. Yep. In that moment where Daniel was talking to Sam and breaking down Cobra, uh, Karate Kid Season 3, 
Mr. Miyagi told him, it's okay to lose to an opponent, must not lose to fear. That's right. Always remember that, folks. Jake, thank you for being live in the studio. Thank you for bringing me in again. Appreciate it as always. Angela, as always, thank you for being on the pod. Always have a blast. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, and we are on Instagram. Give us a follow. We've got a lot of great content on there. Also, wherever you want to get your podcast, we're everywhere, folks. Mm-hmm. You, It's very easy to find us. I know the spelling's a little bit crazy, so I will go ahead and break it down for you. That is F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S. I am your host, Nando T., We will catch you at another time. And we will be back with some great content. Bonsai, everyone!